0: Conference of Champions rolls on. No truck stops here. We
1: are the Pac 12. We are the best of the best. Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac 12 podcast. I'm Carlos. Here with me is Greg. Hey. And that's it. Basketball boys uh, going, going (laughs) duos this time. As always, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at no truck stops pod. And feel free to email us at no truck stops podcast at gmail.com. This is our basketball episode recapping the week in Pac 12 hoops, talking about who's up, who's down and everything in between. Uh, no Avery, no Matthew Hubertson. Matthew Britson only does one episode a week, uh and for, while well, football's been going, it's been football, but he'll be back now that we're going full one episode a week, or we stopped our football episodes, uh and then Avery's a working stiff now, and she's gonna be watching the college football national championship, uh I don't, we talked about this before we hit record on this, I don't really care about the Pac-12 I mean the the national champion. I care about the Pac-12 championship. I don't care about the national championship. I'm probably not going to watch a minute of it if I'm being honest. I
0: yeah, I, I give half a
1: fuck. That's <laughs>
0: that's how I feel about it. So so I'll watch a half of the national championship game.
1: Yeah, it's just so I don't know. Even and it's not even because like Georgia Alabama, which I, I guess that's part of it. It's like it's a bland matchup. It's like not enticing or interesting, but. Generally, it's just like there's just so much more to like about college football than uh, the national. Um, I championship. think I've also
0: i'm i'm a bit uh, ready for a break from college football, which sounds weird because like I'm excited for the next season. Yeah, but at the same time, I just don't have it in me to care about. I just don't really care about the result of the game, and yeah. so I want to watch it less.
1: Yeah, I feel that way too. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of stuff I'm excited about for next season, but I'm just like, I mean, this season was kind of, it was hard just because it was, I can't tell if it's because we did a podcast or if it's because like the Pac-12 football season was shitty. Like there was just no good teams. <laughs> it's really hard to get yeah. up when there's like no good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but fortunately, I think Pac-12 basketball has been kind of more fun to follow. Like, you know, we get Pac-12 basketball starts like at the beginning and, uh uh, uh you know, Pac-12 basketball starts, and then right as Pac-12 football season is ending, so we get the overlap, and by then, we already know that Oregon's not really for real. Utah was, like, kind of for real. Um, They had a rough start, but that kind of put them out in many, like, major implication Mm -hmm. games, and everyone else is just mediocre to bad, and so I was like, I'm ready for Pac-12 basketball. I've been really into basketball because there's actually good teams um so let's talk about it let's uh let's start as we normally do with some peak of the pack and now the peak of the pack uh
0: as- one second your music's not sharing i don't know if you know that oh okay uh, well i don't think it matters no. but it i just didn't know when to start
1: <laughs> <laughs> no it's all good you started right on time i'm not sure what happened but uh okay yeah anyway whatever I heard it. (laughs) I guess that's the most important part. Anyway, all that pomp and circumstance for one week of Pac-12 basketball. As usual, every week we talk about which Pac-12 teams had the best week in the league and which teams we were most impressed with. Uh, We don't talk about every single game, so this is kind of our way of talking about what happened around the conference. So, uh, Greg, who was your peak of the pack over the past week? My peak of the
0: pack is the University of Southern California, and here's why. While UCLA and Arizona fans fight a very bitter war on the internet (laughs) over who is trying to dodge who, whether COVID is real, all of that good stuff, USC gets to just be undefeated, flying under the radar in peace. Nobody's calling them frauds because nobody knows they exist. It's just, it's a pleasant existence, I think, for them. And uh, they're still undefeated, so they get to be peak of the pack for me. I think they've had the best week because of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: they only played one game. They played Cal, but they did beat Cal. That was actually a, I, the, the the score was 77 to 63 for USC. That was the final score. But that game was a lot closer than what the final score indicates. Cal was competitive that game. Um, and it really looked like they would have had a shot at, uh, you know, getting getting making USC sweat they certainly made them play every minute of that 40 minute game Uh, so yeah it was a it was a good performance from Cal um they were they their defense is awesome I'm really impressed with their defense now USC's defense is ahead of its offense so they love playing these defensive games um and in the end I think USC was just way too talented Isaiah Mobley had an awesome game that game but Mm um you know uh cal has some players andre kelly had a really good week i i'll go ahead and say he's he's one of my peak of the pack he uh he balled out against usc and ucla in that sort of la uh sort of hosting the la schools this weekend um he went six for 12 uh got 13 points against usc 11 boards um played 37 minutes they really do need him out there 37 minutes is very high and they needed every second of it um and then against UCLA, he also balled out, shot 79% from the floor, 22 points, uh one steal, six boards. He was all over the place, especially offensively he was a terror against USC uh, UCLA. Um so he was he was awesome. Um but USC pulled out they were just way more talented um they got Mm -hmm. they were really well balanced they had 19 points from isaiah mobley they had 12 points from chavez goodwin 14 from boogie ellis 17 from drew peterson they got uh 13 points from their bench uh max Agamampolo maybe his best game of the season he's been up and down i guess he's had probably better games but um i don't know it's been it was a good game it was a fun game Mm -hmm. um and there was a you know there was some intrigue there at the end
0: yeah um well in that game you mentioned andre kelly Uh, uh grant anticevich had a uh had a good game as well uh which means which obviously meant because with him this season it has been a roller coaster it's like he has a good game the next game is shocking he has a good game the next and when i say shocking i mean like in a bad way like yeah and so he had a good game against usc and uh, his next game against UCLA, he was horrendous.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he was so bad. Uh, yeah, two points off. I don't know how many shots did he take. I see here in the <laughs> it, box it score, nine percent, nine point one percent. Yeah, very funny. Um,
0: yeah, but that that means who are they? Who's Cal playing next? Because he's gonna he's gonna cook them.
1: Yeah, who are they playing next? I'll, think, I'll pull up the score. Oh,
0: Washington.
1: Oh, okay. And they might. He might actually cook Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he was very up and down. He had an awesome game against mm-hmm. USC. I mean, not like super efficient, but I'm surprised pretty good. But yeah, I'm surprised Cal managed to keep it, uh,
0: as good of a game with UCLA as they did, you know? Yeah. With him playing the way he did.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, it was really uh, They were impressive against, I mean, when we're talking, I know you said USC was your peak of the pack, but Cal really was impressive against the two LA schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, uh, you, I think UCLA had a bit more... That game, I think UCLA had more control than what the final score indicates there, but they were still kind of within arm's length, you know, kind of keeping it at that yeah, like wasn't a 10 blowout. to 15 point range and, and kind of chipping away whenever they could. And then UCLA would obviously respond. But um, yeah, I, I guess Cal, pretty competitive against the LA schools. That's, uh, that's going to be a duo that... A, a weekend trip or weekend uh, set of games that are going to bother a lot of teams. So... Mm-hmm. that's a good one. USC is, uh, I, I was more convinced by USC given the way that they had won this game. Uh, I just, it's hard to know because they aren't playing. They haven't anyone. played anyone. Yeah. They haven't yeah. played anyone particularly impressive, but they've still looked good and they're winning games and you can't yeah, really take that away from them. Done what they have to do. So. Yeah. Isaiah Mobley had an awesome game, that game though, especially down the stretch, mm-hmm. like hit some big shots, hit a, hit a couple of big threes late. um, his ability to step out and then also get really big was, uh, it was cool. It was good to watch. He's a fun player. I i, I think been, I kind of disrespected him. I ranked like the top 10 players in the Pac 12. I had him at like nine or 10. I think he's better than that.
0: Yeah. I, he's been everything like USC's wildest dreams of him being, or, you know, like yeah. preseason, uh, when, when people were talking about what USC, you know, like what's their ceiling? What are they going to do? And it was all about like, hey, what, what's Isaiah Mobley going to do to fill the shoes of Evan Mobley? And he's done like, he's exceeded my expectations for him by a lot. And I still don't think he's as good as Evan Mobley was, but uh, he's fantastic. First team All conference, I think. Yeah. Oh no, he's a big though. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, we'll see. I think he is.
0: I think he might be one of the best five players though.
1: You, would you, would you put him ahead of either Christian Coloco or Julius Stuelas or both? oh
0: man it's close I, I might put him over to bellis yeah and leave coloco there yeah i think that's what i'd do um coloco's kind of had some moments where he's disappeared so it's a but, little mm-hmm you know i just think coloco's uh when he's when he's good is he's awesome like a top he's a top three player in the conference you know oh easy yeah whereas to bellis, i think is more of a i don't know he's more consistently good, but his good isn't quite as good just because he doesn't bring as much defensively as Coloco does.
1: Yeah. I tend to think Gajulis Tubelas kind of disappears sometimes too. um I, it, Coloco had like one or two games where he disappeared, and Tubelas mm. I think has had a little bit more than that. So I, I think he's kind of dropped in my personal
0: opinion. disappearing though, I think is just less obvious than Coloco because yeah, Coloco that's true. does more. That's true. And so like when he's not there, like when he's not on his game it's glaringly obvious whereas when Tabellus isn't on his game you don't see those like like the nice plays that he makes aren't there of course but it's also not like wow arizona's broken like it is when Coloco's not playing well
1: yeah yeah i think that makes total sense um my peak of the pack T- team-wise, um, this is this is kind of surprising. We haven't really talked about them much all season except for bad things, but it's Colorado. Colorado, Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if those were... Were those home games against Washington? I think they were home games. They hosted the Washington schools, Washington and Washington State. Uh, the first one was Washington State, and this was the team that people kind of figured was the fourth best team in the conference. They host the Cougars and, uh, you know colorado won they won you know that was probably of the games this week the most fun game because it was just back and forth i'm not sure how much of it mm-hmm. you got to watch it was back and forth all game long it was like i'm not sure what the biggest lead in this game was i'll have to look at like the the school stat The uh, you know they'll have like the longest largest lead or how long they let or whatever um it felt like the largest lead of that game was like five points um and no team really had like it was kind of, they were trading, they were trading buckets and leads all game Mm -hmm. long. Um, I was really impressed. I thought Jabari Walker came through big. Uh, we had talked about him as kind of disappointing us a little bit and having games where he sort of has disappeared and where it just doesn't feel like he has the impact that he should, but this game you felt it. I thought I felt it. Um, he was, he was huge for them. 16 points off seven for 11 shooting, eight rebounds. Um, I think he came through big and was really big on the boards. Um, Evan Batty, also awesome. He was their best player during the Washington State game. That game, 20 points off, eight shots, two for three from three, uh, throwing three boards, two assists, a steal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I uh, so they beat Washington State. I think it was an important game just in terms of where Washington State is in, ter- in terms of the analytics and things like that. And then they went and beat the shit out of – washington i don't maybe they probably could have done it more convincing but 14 points in a conference game i think it's comfortable yeah, yeah that's comfortable and and they had they led by 11 at the half so it wasn't a situation where it was like they kind of escaped away, away at the right? end yeah right um and in that one jabari walker went a little bit went a little bit quiet although he was a monster on the boards and getting them in critical moments too um yeah 13 13 boards um and a couple of really crucial offensive boards
0: and i feel like it felt like more to me like i just looked at the number and i was surprised it was only 13 because it was just i don't know it felt like back breaking ones for for washington like if they ever had a chance to come back it just felt like yeah i don't know
1: yeah no totally um yeah tristan De Silva had a had a good game for that one 20, he had 22 points nine for 15 shooting throwing six boards two assists two blocks um so, and this was all and that was with uh this game this Colorado win by 14 points that was with Evan batty having a horrific game five points off eight shots um not a not a great night for him and they still pulled away 14 points and that Washington team uh not as bad as we thought no they were competitive against Arizona earlier in the week actually mm-hmm. um arizona did pull away when you watch that game when you look at the box score you're like 16 points all right arizona definitely blew them out 95 79 mm-hmm. washington was in that game that, that game was close yeah. up to halftime right I, it I was close when... through late in the second quarter it must have been the final five minutes where arizona pulled away um
0: yeah it was like i remember like we're all watching and we're just like hey yeah Pete Washington yeah
1: <laughs> well and you know Terrell Brown Jr. had another insane game oh my
0: god the revenge game what was he at? he had like 19 in the first 20 minutes yeah like it was crazy
1: yeah he finished with 28 points 10 for 22 shooting uh got to the line had 10 shots went 8 yeah, for ten. Second the half line. was
0: not great for him then because yeah I think the first half he was like just absurdly on fire
1: well and you know his gravity his gravity, the way opens that... Opens things up. Yeah, for it really the, like, did.
0: They need him or they're absolutely useless because he is their offense. Even when he doesn't have the ball, the defense is focused on him. Right. And so it opens it up for uh, other other players for Washington to, to do things.
1: Yeah, there was a couple of times where he attacked the basket and Arizona was not going to let Terrell Brown uh, beat them. And he found, he found open guys on the perimeter a couple of times. And, you know, uh, Matthews and Fuller... I think got one from a Terrell Brown jr kind of down the stretch so they had so Washington not a bad team and for Colorado to beat them the way they did I know we're kind of nesting ourselves here, but for Colorado to beat Washington the way they did that're kind of impressive I know Washington's not a great team, but um, they did a good job so peak of the pack for mm-hmm. uh, for them and just kind of an aside I'm looking at the stats
0: of that Washington Arizona game somehow Terrell Brown jr. didn't even have the best game.
1: in that game yeah those benedict matherin 27 points on 16 shots you look at that box score we're looking at the box score right now and it's like three starters with 20 points um four of them Mm -hmm. in double digits so first of all i mean great game from kirk creesa yeah kirk creesa he's so he's streaky Streaky. and he's he's, i I can't who's a good comparison just a dude who's gonna jack up shots and sometimes you're like wow that was awesome and other times you're like what the fuck was he thinking i mean it's kind of like jules bernard
0: like it's a similar feeling to jules bernard but they're very different players yeah you know right
1: but just sort of like wow he's gonna take that shot yeah Yeah. (laughs) buddy (laughs) like heat check after heat check but uh kirk risa when it's going it's going um Uh The one issue from that game was like uh, the depth issues are going to be interesting. Like they played eight players, they went with an eight man rotation, only eight guys and got minutes. The bench
0: was terrible. Useless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, useless. And I guess when you have the starting lineup that Arizona does, you're going to you're going to win yeah. with the starting lineup, but I do think that that bench is going to need to do more for them in the games against UCLA, especially because UCLA's bench is good. Yeah. And against the teams they'll face come
1: March. Yeah. I mean, uh, kind of ironic, and maybe you'll disagree, but the it really does, it kind of increases the importance of Pella Larson to get going. He had... No, he, no, you're totally right. He played yeah. 20 minutes, had three points off three shots, did absolutely nothing, did get eight boards, I guess. Um, but outside of that, he was, he was doing nothing. Um, Yeah, it's just, I I don't know what it
0: is, maybe it's just like he needs to have the ball in his hands more to be more effective, but, I mean, he had the ball in his hands, and I guess he had four assists, but like, I still, he was better than this last year, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that Arizona Washington game was uh, a lot of fun. Did you know, when Arizona pulled away with about five minutes, you were like, All right, all right, fine. But it was fun for a while. Yeah, it was, it was fun it was for a while. Good. It was great great shot making from both sides. Yeah. Great to watch, just
0: entertaining basketball.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um I'll throw in just I'll throw in as a honorary peak of the pack, UCLA. UCLA. Yeah. I mean didn't play great competition. They played Long Beach State. That was their first game in three weeks. Uh, January 6th, the last time they had played before them was December 11th, so they hadn't gone a long time without playing. That was their first game back. Uh, that game was kind of like the mirror image of their first game with Long Beach State. It's funny, they played mm-hmm. Long Beach State twice, um, yeah. where, where they started strong, defensively were good, um, and did a really good job of limiting Long Beach State, and then kind of slept walked through the second mm-hmm. half on defense. Yeah, it wasn't.
0: I don't think it told us much, although that was the cody riley return game right that was also the cody riley return game yeah we completely uh, forgot about that (laughs) i thought he looked i guess it wasn't like overwhelming good but like it was encouraging you know like yeah i think it was david woods talking about uh his fast hands defensively yeah which uh you love to see because uh ucla needs that like they need him and miles johnson to be uh good defenders because they have bad habit of sleepwalking defensively in games. Yeah. And it has bitten them already this year.
1: Yeah. And Cody Riley was super active in the passing lanes and, and, uh, your good point for bringing that up because he was, you know, I, th- I mean this game and the Cal game, uh, the against game against Long Beach state and Cal, I thought he was really active. His hands were just all over the place. Um, so no, great game for them. Uh, I, I think the Cal game, was a slog. Actually, it was probably my favorite game from UCLA this season because it was that UCLA beat Cal sixty to fifty two, um, and were mostly in control. I think. I don't think there was ever a point um, mm-hmm. where it was completely out of hand. Uh, it was one of those like, I mean, the score should tell you sixty to fifty two. Just like one of those ugly mucked up games that. Mick Cronin, frankly, is kind of famous for and where it feels like five, seven, nine-point leads are insurmountable. And that's kind of what it felt like for most of this game. Um, UCLA, absolutely just cold. uh, Stone cold on offense. Um, They finished at 45%, but I could have sworn it was way, way worse than that. Um, uh, Johnny Juzang went three for ten. Cody Riley went three for eight. Jules Bernard, oh, for six. Um... (laughs) Peyton Watson 0 for 1, Jalen Clark 0 for 2. Um, Yeah, a game where they just went completely cold, 22% from 3. And this is the best three-point shooting team in the Pac-12 by a good chunk. It says a lot about Cal's defense, but yeah. Yeah, Tiger Campbell, though, 7
0: of 10. Like, his shooting this year, you tweeted about it, is just the turnaround is absurd. Never seen anything like it.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, he was like, so he was a 25% uh, three-point shooter last season um and a uh uh, this season i think he's i think he might bet at 50 now yeah is he at 50 he was at (laughs) 48.6 or something like that went two for three in this game and now he's at 50 (laughs) percent it's double it's it's literally doubled that's insane um and he won pac 12 player of the week this week Um, deservedly yeah he had 17 points uh sorry yeah 17 points against cal um and then against uh long beach state i think he had didn't he contribute another 20 let me check here real quick i'm not sure he had 11 11 points off four 11. for eight shooting so three for five 10 assists in that game though. yeah yeah 10 assists so he's he's had a, and a no great turnovers. week has a great week yeah he has like yeah. one of the best assist to turnover ratios in the country of all players mm-hmm.
0: he's a great floor general yeah so he's and when he's shooting that makes him just it makes ucla really really hard to defend
1: yeah uh it was really easy watching him the tournament against tournament in the tournament last season and even against some pac-12 teams last season Mm -hmm. they were they were willing to let they're like dude go shoot it just like 25 percent villanova earlier this year
0: you know at the beginning when we still thought of tiger campbell as a non-shooter they let him shoot except you know ucla won that game because because tiger campbell hit like back to back massive threes.
1: Yeah. And, yeah.
0: And uh yeah, I, his shooting's been really impressive.
1: Yeah. So uh he probably gets peak of the pack and UCLA gets uh, a honorary mention or peak of the pack. Again, not not great competition although Cal I think is mm-hmm. is completely totally fine and competitive. Um maybe not where you want to be if you're Mark Fox in year 3, but just in the context of this season, like that that team is competitive, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any other uh peak of the pack? uh i got nothing
0: all right well washington didn't look terrible yeah i uh, guess we sort of mentioned that game yeah (laughs) yeah
1: they didn't look horrific i think it was i think it was fine well let's move on to uh down bad who uh you know kind of just thinking about who had a horrible week who's down bad for you oh (laughs) well
0: you know i hate to say this again yeah but I feel like there is one shining answer and it is Utah. Yes. Lost to both Washington schools and the Washington loss was especially bad. It was just like they had I think it was a 9 point lead in the second half and they just blew it. Like they looked so bad in both of those games. Yeah. Disgusting to watch. It, yeah, I'm I'm not expecting anything
1: from Utah this season at this point. <laughs> uh yeah that that uh, that offense is horrid man they can uh-huh. be so hard to watch on offense i think i think they looked if I, my memory serves correctly i think it was fine against washington not washington state game uh and oh. they lost so they uh just quickly the scores here they lost to washington 74 68 was this were they on the road for this uh i
0: thought the the games were at home but i yeah yeah uh, the washington game was at home for sure i thought washington state was too yes it was.
1: Okay, yeah. So they so it was a road trip so we I guess we can give them a pass sort of. Anyway, they beat uh they lost to Washington 74-68 in Salt Lake City and then hosted Washington State lost that one 77 to 61. Um yeah, the Washington game had plenty of opportunities to win that one and just completely blew it. Um and then the Washington State game, which is one I really kind of paid a lot of attention to blown out early it was it, it mm-hmm. was entirely non-competitive for the vast majority of this game um yeah it it was it, it, offensively a horrid stuff like they've been horrid all season um and maybe might have the worst they've gotten they've gotten worse than yeah, they were earlier in the year they might have the worst offense in the pac 12 um i get that brandon carlson didn't play this game by the way uh he Ooh, couldn't play he this got- game because of an appendicitis this man cannot catch a break at all seriously
0: ankle injury then covid then just as he gets back from covid he has to get his appendix removed that's insane and how long
1: does that keep him out for it's gotta be a while no
0: idea but utah's next two games if i recall correctly are not gonna be easy or i guess not next two games but there's arizona state which is on thursday there's no way he makes it back for that after that utah plays arizona then ucla then usc Yeah, that's tough.
1: With no no Brandon Carlson, it (laughs) that's probably
0: zero and four in those four games.
1: If they can get away with just, I don't know, single digits. If they can get away with single digit losses, I might be like, I'll be like, I'll be proud as a fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just see them fight because right now they look. There's something wrong with them. Thirty-five percent shooting against Washington State, twenty-two percent from three. Um, Just at some point, you realize that like
0: we have nobody with a pulse o- like Brandon Carlson is the only one with a pulse offensively yeah and he can't do it like he's not good enough to do it on his own yeah and it's just ugh, it's so brutal to watch and I imagine that it is a uh it's brutal to be a part of as a player too and it's just disheartening maybe like to know like sure we're working hard on defense but we're not gonna score and it's just hard to keep trying when you know you're not gonna score
1: yeah yeah oh it was it was tough um because they have to work like twice as hard for every point
0: as everybody else in the conference
1: they really do um it felt like yeah it just oh that was hard to watch i mean it was the one player that just kind of keeps that I just when I'm watching them and I'm like why aren't why aren't you able to produce more is booth gosh I think yeah um he had a he uh, statistically had a good game fifteen points off five for ten shooting one for three from three um but I don't I, you know I, it just looks like he's talented enough to yeah, score he 20. like he's got he's got the athletic and he can he's
0: done he's scored twenty before he's done it this season, you know yeah He's got the skill, he's got the athleticism. It just never all comes together at the same time. He not like it doesn't do he doesn't put it all together consistently enough for yeah. uh for him to be a super positive player and it just is very hard. Like he'd be a great 6th man, I think, but Utah needs him to be a lot more than that and it doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, so much for the return of Dusan Mahorcic. Mishor- it was uh he didn't. He didn't really do much of himself. But I guess you know when you're coming off. Of, is it? Are these his first games back?
0: Uh yeah yeah these this is his return. Okay. Although still even even with that, you expect more than one for six from a big. You know.
1: Yeah. Is there any uh? Not. I mean, it's it's year one and like But like how how is the fan base feeling about Craig Smith? He's their first year guy and. Um. The only. I think it's a lot of
0: people saying like. We just don't know. Like, we still like Craig Smith because he's. The team looked really good at the beginning, right? The problem, the glaring problem is just a total lack of talent. The big problem is he didn't sign anyone with his first recruiting class. Oh. So uh, there's not a ton of hope for next season unless he really kills it in the portal. If next season's recruiting class isn't good, then i think there'll be a lot of questions asked but right now i think everyone is still on board yeah uh with craig smith i still think he's a really good coach like you got to remember where utah was picked to finish preseason you know it was like 10th or 11th where most people had him
1: yeah and you know uh, like defensively they've been fine um, they've still been good yeah. it's
0: just when you're that bad offensively it will affect your defense
1: yeah oh yeah and they were and they were they were uh they were yeah, they were horrible on offense, and it really does mess with their defense. Although <laughs> Ken Palm has them has their offense better than their defense. Uh, Ken Palm has them as the sixty eighth offense um, and the one hundred and sixty fourth defense. Kind of surprising. Don't really know. Uh,
0: that doesn't feel right. No, it doesn't feel I'm right not at sure all. How that happens,
1: but <laughs> um, something weird going on there. Because man, Utah's Utah's offense is frequently unwatchable. I
0: guess maybe. Yeah, I have no idea.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't really have any other down bads like I feel like uh, teams either split or in the didn't case play. of or in the case of Cal it was like played hard and yeah. I don't want to really want to fault them for that. Anyone going mm-hmm. to play the they LA schools two,
0: yeah, two top 10 teams Yeah, and they didn't embarrass themselves in either game. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. They're um, not down
0: bad for that.
1: Right. Can't can't put them as down bad. I guess Washington State just cuz uh they lost to Colorado. I mean, I Colorado might be good. I mean, let's we could, we yeah, could talk a little bit. Colorado might be good. Yeah. Maybe we should, uh, let's just move on to our uh, power rankings here, my power rankings. Right, let's do it. Yeah, because I uh, have some thoughts about this. Uh, so, so, as always, I'm just going to spit out my basketball tiers, and you're just going to react to them, right? So, I'm going to go with the first three first, and they're in two separate tiers. I had tier one, the elites, number one, mm-hmm. UCLA, number two, Arizona, and then tier two, somewhere in the top 40, although I think they're like more like top. 20 i think they're a top 20 mm-hmm. team okay yeah. uh is usc any thoughts about that i was
0: gonna ask about you calling the, t- the second tier top 40 but if you think they're top 20 then i have no disagreements i guess ucla or arizona can go in either order i don't really care again very very excited for when that game finally gets played uh yeah so far no problems
1: yeah i i think i I really like USC. I was really impressed with Isaiah Mobley. I feel like they've got some players that, I'm, that I've am that i been eh, disrespecting a little bit. Not not that I've said I've hated them or anything, but maybe not given them as much credit as they have. But I still just think they're a tier. I don't know that they're elite. I know that they're top 10 in a lot of places. Um, maybe even ahead of, I, I think uh, the AP poll has USC ahead of Arizona, which is insane to me. Um, but I don't. Mm-hmm. they're 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 still there i think they'll be competitive I, of course i think they'll get one or two off of ucla and arizona i think they're, they're totally capable of that so mm-hmm. um now here's what i have i have tier three i call this battling for fourth place in the past i've called it like ish teams but not all of these teams are going to be contenders for the bubble distinction and in fact i kind of think only one of them may be able to or two of them so uh number four i have Colorado. Number five, Washington State. Number six, Cal, and number seven, Oregon. As uh, I, I have no thoughts. It's
0: it's a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can kind of. I like. I I liked where you separated. Like I like where you ended the tier, though. I think you got the right four teams in that tier. Yeah, I don't think any around. of them are
1: bubble teams, though. I should say that. God, I think it's interesting. Uh, Ken Palm has Washington State. I believe they're. F- Fairly high-ish, uh, yeah. Ken Palm has Washington State number forty-three.
0: I am baffled <laughs> by this. I don't it, understand. Ken Palm
1: why. has loved Washington State all From season. The beginning. Yeah. yeah, they're nine and
0: six though. Like,
1: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. And I guess they don't. I guess Ken Palm isn't knocking them too much for that. Uh, that the analytics aren't knocking them too much for that Colorado loss. But you know, it's uh, it's it's tough. They so technically they are the bubble team in the conference like if the mm-hmm. conference wants to be a four bid league right now at this very moment it's washington state in the fourth spot which is stunning to me um i so uh, the one i kind of tried to wonder about was colorado like where do they go um they just beat washington state i think i well, colorado could do it yeah like colorado could do it i just don't
0: know if they're that good you know yeah. like
1: They're 81st in Ken Palm, but it's interesting because I think, not that I think that that's wrong in terms of Mm -hmm. where they should be. Like how good they are. Yeah, but I just think, I think they're getting penalized for not winning big. And now with the net rankings um, and, you know, analytics take into account margin of victory, they, even against bad teams, they were not blowing them out (laughs) at Mm -hmm. all. They just don't cover spreads. They don't and do any of that. It. We talked so much
0: about them only beating teams like Brown by one, you know, and uh, we forget they're 11 and three right now. Yeah. I mean, and that is like, that is the record of a tournament team right now. You know, I, uh, will they, will they be able to sustain that through conference play? I don't know, but they are absolutely like, they're the only team that I think has a shot of making the tournament outside of the top three. I get that Ken Palm thinks Washington state is that level of team. I just don't buy a team. I I don't think they're going to get drastically better. And I don't buy that a team with their record is going to get included.
1: Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I feels that way. I mean, they do have a couple of good wins on their schedule. Like Washington state is good ish. That's a tier Mm -hmm. two. I think that's a quad two game. Um, if you're not familiar with the quads, it's quad one, like top 50 teams at home and top 100 teams. Now it's top 20. I can't remember. Basically yes. you get like, you're in a different tier depending on if you're playing them at home or on the road. Um, either way, whatever. Um, that's a, that's a quad Two win Washington state. Um, there are two losses. There are three losses. One was the Southern Illinois. I think that's a bad loss. I'm going to go look at Southern Illinois. Yeah. They haven't done anything special. They're mm-hmm. nine and five right now against a, a, a like a not great schedule but their other losses are to UCLA and Tennessee and like not embarrassing losses frankly um not like horrific like terrible terrible losses so i don't know i mean i don't i don't it it feels weird they're like you know that they're not that great but also they're beating teams that ostensibly they should be better than very weird yeah it's weird i'm not sure they're the force but that's I'm, I'm not, not sure, sure they're either. the fourth
0: best team in the conference, but I am sure that they have the best chance of getting a fourth bid, which is weird.
1: Yeah, I might. In terms of who has the best chance of getting the fourth bid, it could be Oregon too. Um, I'd, the problem with Oregon is they've they've got six
0: losses, whereas Colorado has three. You know, yeah. Colorado's just starting, and Oregon's losses were just beatdowns. You know, it's true
1: to good teams, but beatdowns, beatdowns, mm-hmm. beatdowns. They're number fifty-eight and, in Ken Palm, by the way yeah i
0: think i guess if oregon manages to really kill it against the top three teams in the pac-12 they might have a chance and they have the talent to do that but uh i i wouldn't bet on it
1: yeah uh and then cal no chance i mean i have them sixth year ahead of oregon um and that's probably true california cal is probably better than oregon right now but um they have no chance they just got Mm nothing um which is kind of sad um uh okay so here we go tier four rebuilding bad this is just like who i think our teams that are obviously we can't even have conversation i'm not even sure Nit teams we'll see um eight stanford nine arizona state 10 washington 11 utah and then tier five just complete dog shit i know that oregon state beat utah and i debated about putting utah in here i go in think it probably going here so. but yeah utah I, I think might it's still, fall
0: into that spot with another bad week but yeah. uh they did have good weeks whereas Oregon state has had how many wins
1: did they have they have 3 wins you know yeah yeah <laughs> right it's bad Oregon state's horrific um yeah and how would you how would you put UCLA Arizona USC and who do you think is the fourth best team
0: i would put i think i'd put it in the order that you have it okay and then with fourth best team I just, I have, I would pick one of, I wouldn't include Cal. Okay. Like I think Cal deserves to be there right now, but going forward, I don't expect Cal to be a tier three team. I think they'll be in tier four and then the other three teams that are in tier three right now will stay there. Honestly, could be any of them. I would, I don't know. I, (laughs) I guess I'll go with Oregon just out of some hope that they have the highest ceiling, just because I don't expect anything from Wazoo or Colorado going forward, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be rooting for Colorado to really kill it in conference play, though, because I don't want to be just a three-bed league.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the net rankings, because uh, maybe I have to be rooting for someone else here. I'm um, going to so really quickly say these, where, where the Pac-12 teams are in the net. So this is the primary evaluation tool that the selection committee is going to use when selecting teams. Um, And and basically, there's a heavy lean towards games that have already happened rather than it sort of being predictive. But it does have like a predictive element to it. So it's a weird tool. Anyway, so they have uh, Arizona at number two in the country in the net. Uh, Number 12, USC. uh, UCLA at number 20. Washington State at number 49. So they're the fourth best team. In the Pac-12, or at least the fourth best resume in the Pac-12, number ninety-one Oregon, number ninety-five Colorado, number one hundred and one Stanford, number one twenty Cal, number one twenty-one Utah, Arizona State is one forty-seven, Washington is one eighty-three, and Oregon State all the way down at two hundred five. Any reactions to the net and where they have Pac-12 teams? I I don't understand why Washington
0: (laughs) State is so high. I don't understand why UCLA is so low other than that meh yeah <laughs> i wonder does the net oh, also arizona they're number two which is crazy but yeah it's good really
1: them. yeah it's, it's really crazy <laughs> i mean i uh just looking back at washington state's wins i guess they've just blown out a lot of teams and lost it is true that their losses are narrow i think i saw before the colorado game that they had lost like all of their games by combined 14 points or something they lost by five to eastern washington two to usc uh three to south dakota state three to new mexico state six to boise state and five to colorado so those are they're playing tight games and they're losing but they're losing they're losing those games um Mm -hmm. and one two three three of them are what ken palm classifies as home and two of them are semi home which are like you know seattle or Neutral, something or close. Yeah, spokane yeah. or something like that and their one their one their one loss away from home or semi home was colorado so i don't know weird stuff these advanced metrics the that the that go into the net but here we are um anyway almost done here but before we go let's do some uh, game predictions uh i didn't write it here so i'm just gonna go off my phone based off the schedule which is bad but uh, i've got a few in mind here let's go with the first one on thursday january 13th oregon traveling to ucla number three in the ap poll number what 20 in the net uh i don't have a line for this game but let's say it's ucla minus five let's say ucla minus five who you got
0: ucla wins and covers easily
1: really okay uh yeah. I don't really know Oregon's talented are they surging are they for real is their little resurgence like have any real substance to it I mean resurgence they've won two games in a row and then kind of had a close game against Baylor um I think I think UCLA wins I think it's gonna be a close game I think they'll win by like okay. three. Oh wow yeah Okay, let's go on to uh, same day Thursday, January thirteenth at eight p.m. Pacific. Colorado traveling to Tucson to play Arizona. Colorado, if they wanna, if they wanna make a yeah. spot, uh, an argument for their for that fourth place spot, this is this is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's let's say Arizona's favored by nine.
0: Um, I'll take Arizona to win and cover. Also uh but i'll be rooting for colorado to keep it close
1: <laughs> yeah uh I, I will be watching this game i think it's the most intriguing game of this week mm-hmm. uh, if we're being I honest agree. so that'll be that'll be a fun watch i think I, we'll, we'll get to see i really want to see it'll be really cool to see evan batty and jabari walker those two bigs go up against christian coloco and julius tabela so some interesting matchups to be had here yeah um all right so then we go to saturday Oregon traveling to LA to play USC, number five in AP poll, number, what, 12 in the net. Let's say USC's favored by five. Uh, Oregon's offense has
0: been horrific at times, lots of times this year, whereas USC's defense is suffocating. I think USC is going to win comfortably.
1: Uh, Again, Oregon's talent is just so weird, and are they figuring it out? They're doing that stupid thing where they figure it out in conference (laughs) play. Are they though? Do we know? Are they? I don't know. Such a small, small sample. God, is Oregon gonna get swept by the LA schools? It'd be insane if they. uh, I'm okay. I'll pick USC. I gotta stop disrespecting USC. Maybe it's time for me to give (laughs) USC some respect. Um, They've been they've they've kept winning despite everything. So I'm gonna go ahead and say. I'm going to go ahead and say USC wins that game. I'd say they beat them by five points or more. I'll Go ahead and give them some respect. Um, last one. Earlier in that day, Saturday, January 15th, Cal traveling to Pullman to play Washington State at 1 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I don't have a line for this game, and I don't know. Just, just pick. Who do you think wins Cal, Washington State?
0: Uh, Washington State, but,
1: like, if Washington State
0: loses, no one will be surprised. Yeah, I
1: think... I'm going to say Cal. I think it'll
0: be a close Washington State win. That's what Cal does. They lose close. Yeah,
1: I think it's... (laughs) I'm going to pick Cal. Um, These are two defensive-oriented teams with some intriguing talent, you know, in in terms of, like, the bigs, like Andre Kelly, big guy, going up against uh, the FA Abagini, who's looked better, I think, of late. So, we'll... We'll see. That's a that's a tough game. It's it's good. It's good for the middle of the pack 12. Maybe one of those teams can kind of separate themselves. I think they have to. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll go I'll go with Cal. I think they win that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's it. Which game of the which of those games are you uh, most excited for?
0: Arizona Colorado, I think yeah. like you said, or, you know, I'm hoping for good games from Oregon in LA, but I'm not sounds like you're not, not holding your breath hold my breath yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's fair yeah i think colorado arizona is the clear clear intriguing game all right well that'll do it for us as usual please follow us on twitter and instagram at pod we'll drop a basketball ep- episode every tuesday at 5 a.m um and for football episodes programming out we'll drop them whenever now that we uh, listen had our finale go listen to our finale we dropped mm-hmm. it the other day so go check that out in our feed anyway for Greg, I'm Carlos. Greg is at Banana Morphs. I'm Carlos at Equity Bruin. Thank you for listening. And remember, there are no truck stops here.
0: Not even one. is still and thick with smoke So thick it makes you choke The crowd falls in The coffee's kicking And my patience is wearing thin Said so I'm lonelier than a single Sex on a quiet city street Things aren't always clean. Side of the street.